Hey, thanks for joining us and welcome to the Becoming Podcast from New Life Church. We're so excited to share in this conversation with you today as we explore what it means to become more people, more like Jesus. Happy listening. Well, here we are today, friends. We are excited because we have great guests on today's podcast. But this is the Becoming Podcast. Before we get going, Jess, what is the Becoming Podcast all about? The Becoming Podcast is all about helping people become more like Jesus. Come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a discipleship podcast. Yes. It's not to replace discipleship, but it is to re- resource discipleship. Mm. The best place to be discipled is in your local church and local community. But we want this to help that conversation. And we have great guests today. Oh. We, my heroes, I know you love them as well. I Who do we have today? I love these two people, Nikki and Pippa Gumbel. Wow, great. And, and for people who don't know, like, what are some of the things Nikki and Pippa Gumbel have done and blessed the local church with? So they are the leaders for... Alpha. They are, that's right. Around the world, they help lead Alpha, that's right. And they've also written a resource as well, which has been beautiful, about reading the Bible. In one, in one year. year. Yeah. Which is amazing because I'm still on Matthew and that's been 12 months. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but you've done Alpha. And, yes. And, and why did you love Alpha? Alpha was so great because it opened the door and gave people that were curious about faith or mm. early in their faith to ask those questions Questions that sometimes you get scared to ask yeah. in front of people that have been in faith for a long time. Um, there was one week why, that was, you know, why is forgiveness important? How do you forgive? Yeah, wow. And I remember sitting in that circle with my group and being like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Forgiveness is hard for me and I don't know how to answer it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Alpha was amazing and so transformative for me, and two months later, I got baptised. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. That's fantastic. And so we're going to talk to Nikki and Pippa, who have been instrumental in pushing Alpha out around the world. But, you know, the thing, the thing I love about this, and I'd say it's about the podcast, is that Jesus Jesus isn't into making celebrities. No. Uh, and so we don't want to treat Nikki and Pippa like celebrities because they're, they're actually just like us. They're children of God, yeah. and we get the great opportunity to chat with them, even though it, like, it feels a little bit like we've got to stop fangirling over them a bit. But <laughs> I love them. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> But they just you, you meet them and you realise they're just, just people. Yeah. They're just people, just like us. So, yeah. Um, I hope, we hope you enjoy uh, the podcast. We'll, we'll be back with you shortly. Well, it's great to be joined today by Nikki and Pippa Gumbel. Hey, guys, how are you? Oh, we're very well. Thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here. It's great to be with you, Pastor Michael. Pastor Michael yeah, in the Google. That's great. I was actually going to say, you know, you remembered my name and we already just met. You've done so well. That's awesome. And where are you guys joining us from at the moment? Clapham, which is sort of um, London, just south of the river. It's a bit grey. It's about what would it be nine degrees it's um probably not like the gold coast we'd like to be in the gold coast yeah well, it's 32 degrees here on a regular day right now. Our air cons are pumping, so many of us would love to be where you are as well. So we can we can uh, share in the congeniality of that, friends. That would be beautiful. Hey, we, I'd love to just start tonight. We're just going to just chat through a little bit of your journey, talk about Alpha. And the, this is the Becoming podcast, and it really just asks the question, more important than what you do is who you're going to become. And, and the journey of discipleship, of practising and following the ways of Christ. 
And what I'd love to do is actually start with a bit of your story because you've been um, serving the church at Holy Trinity Brompton for many years, but the last year has seen a, a bit of change for you guys. Can you let us know uh, a bit of an update of what's been happening in your life over the last year? Well, in September, we transitioned um, out of Holy Trinity Brompton, having um, Nikki had been the um, senior pastor for 17 years, but we'd been on the staff for 19 years before that, um, and part of the congregation before that. So, really, we've been, uh, we've been involved in HCB since 1976. Quite a long so it's just 47, how old we are. 47 years. And we still are in members there. We don't go there because uh, we, there's a new pastor, but we are still members. And we want of, to give them space. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're still technically on the staff there, but we, we but we attend one of our church plants at the end of the road. Oh, I was going to say, so, you know, where, where are you going to church on Sunday, but one of the church plants? And that's where Alpha started at, at HTB. Before we get into Alpha, give us a bit of a background. How did Alpha begin and how did you guys get involved with Alpha? So uh, Alpha started in 1977, nothing wow. to do with us. Um, it was, and the name was, uh, Trisha Marnham came up with the name Alpha, and it was a six-week course for new Christians, and it grew to a, uh, then um, after John Wimber visited in 1982, it grew to a 10-week a course with a weekend on the Holy Spirit. Again, it was a course for new Christians. Um, and then Nikki Lee ran it brilliantly until he uh, went full-time, uh, more more not full time on the on marriage course, but but moved to the marriage course and the parenting and the family life courses, and um, I took it on in October 1990. Um, wow. And so the only the only shift that, that we've really made is to we discovered well on the very first course that I ran, a guy turned up called Matthew, and he was not a Christian. His friend who brought him said he's only coming because he's heard them. There's some very attractive young women on this course, and he's come to have a look around during the talk. But he won't stay for the small groups. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't know whether it's the right thing to do or not. But I introduced him to one of the more attractive young women, and he decided he would stay for the small groups. And he stayed for the rest of the course. He encountered Jesus. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he married Pippa's younger sister. So Matthew is now my brother-in-law. Um, and uh, on the next course, he brought his friends. He brought his sister, a whole lot of friends. And we had a group made up entirely of people outside of the church. And wow. all of them came to faith on the weekend. They were filled with the Spirit. 25 years later, we had a reunion of that group. And they were all serving the Lord in different parts of the world. Um, wow. If they weren't able, we had a, a great lunch. About twelve of them at lunch, uh, twelve people, twelve of us at lunch, and others. We were on phone calls to Africa and so on. Uh, and so then we started to work on how we could make it, a, how we could develop it as a course for people outside of the church. And mm. that's what we've been doing ever since. We we are in the middle now of our ninety eighth small group in a row. So we've done it three times a year. Every year since wow. October 1990, uh, 96 wow. times at HTB, six of them online uh, during during COVID, and um, one of them after we we ceased being senior pastors of HTB, we did one in in a church plant in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia online, um, and three of those three people from that group were baptized yesterday. Um, hey, that's awesome! In, in Malaysia, and then we we're doing it right now in our home. 
So um, we're just running um, a course for people. Yeah. And um, friends uh, or friends of friends. friends yeah. And uh, for people who wouldn't go perhaps to one in a church. So we're running it in our home. Um, so this is our 98th wow. small group. What are you going to do for your hundreds? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know what we do for the we're planning on 99th as well we've got some people that we're inviting for next term but um uh but we haven't got plans for the moment for the 100th course <laughs> well, be great. you mentioned this is not actually something i scripted but something i want to like actually ask because you mentioned a name john wimber uh I, some of us might know that story but not many people will why was john wimber's visit such a a, a catalytic moment for alpha and for you guys I think we we knew about healing and the ministry of the spirit, but we it wasn't something we knew much about. And although we prayed for the sick, we hadn't got a model, and we certainly hadn't seen seen many people um, really touched by the Holy Spirit. And when he came, he taught us really how to pray. He gave us a model, and we hadn't seen anything like it when this. Uh, American and his team turned up and they said, right, we're going to, you know, do some ministry now. We were all terrified. Um, but he was, it was brilliant because he's, he explained that everyone gets to play. It's the power of the spirit just working through you. We can all be channels. Mm -hmm. And he gave us that model. And um, we learned about words of knowledge. We'd never heard about that, of, you know, being able to hear what God is saying supernaturally about people it was you know it opens doors and windows and um some of the extraordinary experiences including nikki had a most extraordinary experience they um there was a word word of knowledge for 10 people with athlete's foot nine people stood and i knew nikki had athlete's foot and i was nudging him saying go on stand it was stand. so painful in my ribs i had to stand and he eventually sat stood and then one of the team came over and said can i pray for you nikki's for your athlete's foot he said no thank you um and they said well can i pray for something else and he said i please pray for the power of the holy spirit and at that moment he started praying for the power of the holy spirit and he literally started crumpling under the power of the spirit and certainly wow. we hadn't seen that sort of um ministry really you know we'd alter a bit but it was something completely different and they um eventually the, the guy was saying more power and Nikki was shouting no more power. So they were making rather a lot of noise as Nikki crumpled onto the floor. And eventually John Wimber said, take him out. And um, they took him out. And as um, he was get, being taken out, um, John Wimber said, God is giving that man the gift of evangelism. And at wow. the time, Nikki was still a lawyer, hadn't got ordained, you know, but God God was doing something. So it sort of turned our church upside down and gave us a model and and also introduced worship that we hadn't had that continual worship coming into the presence of God in that way. So, I mean, John wow. Wimbers had a huge impact on our church and the church certainly across the whole of England. I was I was with uh, you guys not personally, but in a, in the same room in 2019 for the Alpha World Conference, and uh, there was a moment when a, a, a Catholic father was speaking on the importance of the Holy Spirit to Alpha, and he it was it was, it was actually and, and Matt Ma led a song afterwards, um, "Come Holy Spirit." It was one of, it was a beautiful moment, but he kind of talked about the idea that if you if you're not going to do uh, the, the Holy Spirit weekend during Alpha, then really you're missing the point of Alpha. My question would be, why is the Holy Spirit so important 
to Alpha and indeed to people coming to know God? Well, the, um, the Holy Spirit is the way in which, is the Spirit of Jesus. Mm. And the way in which Jesus comes to live within us is by mm. His Spirit. And, um, uh, and I think often we churches have spoken about God the Father, God, God the Creator. They've spoken about Jesus, but perhaps sometimes we've slightly ignored the work of the Holy Spirit. And mm. actually the work of the Holy Spirit is very important. And the Holy Spirit always points people to Jesus. Mm. And so the Alpha Weekend is, is a really important part of the course because everyone needs to know that they're loved. And um, the way we know that we're loved is because, as St. Paul wrote in Galatians 2, verse 20, the Son of God loved me and gave himself mm. for me. It's as personal as that. Jesus, Jesus died for us. But how do we experience that love? The Holy Spirit is poured into our hearts by the wow. Holy Spirit. That the love of God, God's love for us, is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us, Romans 5, yeah. verse 5. And it's that experience of the Holy Spirit that is life-changing and means that people who finished Alpha don't just, you know, we never say to people who finished Alpha, you must go and tell your friends. It's natural for them because mm -hmm. they've experienced God's love and it's good news and they want to tell people. So some people don't, some people I've heard are leaving out the weekend on the Holy Spirit. And I, and because they think, oh, you know, it's a bit, you know, a bit risky, isn't it? Praying, come Holy Spirit. Um, it, how can we get rid of the risk? Shall we take out the weekend on the Holy Spirit? And I would say it's like, I don't know what the, the sort of most um, reliable car is in, in Australia, but say in Europe, it's the Mercedes, say, is one of the most reliable cars. But nevertheless, if you look at the record for Mercedes cars, some of them have been involved in accidents. And um, But if you say, well, how can we avoid a Mercedes ever being involved in an accident? The answer is take out the engine um, and it'll, it will ne you'll never be involved in an accident, but it won't go anywhere. And yeah. if you take the Holy Spirit uh, from Alpha, uh, it's like, yeah, no, you, maybe people won't have to take the risk of praying come Holy Spirit, but you're not going to have the same impact as when people Amen. experience God's love. Amen. Amen. I mean, I, I love that. I, I think the, I remember my first Alpha course leading and doing the Holy Spirit weekend. And as a leader, it changed my life. Yeah. And I often say to, I say to pastors, I say to Christians who, I'm like, you've got to lead in an Alpha course and go to a Holy Spirit weekend because it's quite unique what, what God does when you give Him the space to, to be who He is. Uh, and, and it's beautiful. I want to I wanna ask you now about um, Alpha in in general, Alpha is a great course. Uh, we, we run it here at New Life, and I know many churches do across the world. But Alpha is beautiful because many times people come to know Jesus at Alpha and they experience faith. But often that's just the beginning of the journey. And uh, part of this podcast is we're wanting people to, to hear about the journey and how to take steps. If, if you could go back to Nikki and Pippa when you had just started following Jesus, 
What, what, what advice would you give to Nikki and Pippa back then? What, what would you tell them, hey, I wish I'd known this because there are people listening to the podcast today who are fresh in their faith or maybe they're weary in their faith because no one ever came alongside them and said, hey, if you've just started following Jesus, here's some really good things to let you know about next steps. Gosh. Um, I, I think I'd... I'd I think when I first became a Christian, I thought that would sort out all my problems. I would have no <laughs> problem and life would be straightforward. And I think yeah. I was more shocked by the the struggles and the difficulties. So life doesn't necessarily get easier. I mean, it does get easier because you've got someone who walks alongside. I think I would say to myself there, you will fake, you know, as, as Jesus said, in this life you will have troubles. But you know, mm-hmm. don't be afraid that, that Jesus has overcome the world. Amen. And I, I would say, you know, there will be problems and, and things. Don't don't be thrown by that. But mm-hmm. to make sure that you are rooted in the Word of God and in a community, so that when these things, the storms of life come, it's not a shock, but that it's part of your work. And actually, mm-hmm. that God is doing. Not that we like it. God is doing things even in the difficult times. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think um, uh, the first sentence in one of Scott Peck's book is, life is difficult. And um, um, uh, Rick Warren's... What? K. K. Warren, uh, where he says, life is much more difficult than you think it's going to be. Um, yeah. And so how do you... How do you long stay long term? It's sort of like grit, it, you know. What is resilience? How do you, and for the long term? And I think, um, uh, as it's a relationship, um, and all relationships thrive on communication. You, you a marriage. If you don't communicate, you will you start to grow distant. And the same is in your relationship with God. You communication is absolutely key. And for me personally, that means listening to God through, listening to Jesus through the Bible every day and praying, talking to Jesus every day. Uh, Because that's communicate. It's not because it's a duty. It's because if you love someone, you want to be with them and you want to communicate with them and you want to hear from them. Um, So, and then I think also the the other um, key factor is, uh, is community. You, we mm. can't do this. You cannot be a Christian on your own. It's uh, And uh, it's like the illustration we use on Alpha is the coals in the fire. If you take a coal out of the fire, it will soon stop glowing red hot. But when you put it back in the fire, and I found that from my own experience, when you know, just e- even, even during the day or during the week, when you're away from other Christians, it, our hearts tend to go a bit cold, but when you come back into worship and community and you're with other people who love Jesus, your heart is warmed again and your your the fire comes back. So I, I think those are the those, t- it, it, but it's all about communication. It's communication with God and communication with with um, the church. And then I think the other thing I would say um, is um, service. It's as you go out, uh, it's not, you're not going to grow by just sort of praying to be filled with the spirit, 
um, you know, feeding yourself. But it's as you go out. Uh, Jesus said, you know, go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah, wow. Uh, he said, um, uh, and that, that's the, the, the people think of that as the Great Commission. It's one of the Great Commissions. That's Matthew and Luke. It's you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. So it's like when we're filled with the Spirit, it's not just so that we feel great and you will be my witnesses. So it's as we go out, um, you know, as you, you were saying, when you prayed uh, on the weekend, come Holy Spirit, it was one of the most important experiences of your life. You were mm -hmm. praying for them, but you, there's, there's something about ministering to other people that actually ministers to us. So yeah. anyway, there's three things I'd say. No, it's beautiful. I mean, both all perfect answers. And I, I think from the suffering to the community, the service, those, uh, yeah, I, I, I would as a pastor readily agree. And I, I was going to ask you something, and if you don't have an answer, I'm sure we can edit it in the, in the, in the podcast. But in my experience, the world is never been more lonely. Uh, there's a loneliness epidemic in the world. And I'm, I actually think that the, England might even have a minister for loneliness. I might be wrong on that. But um, I'm seeing more and more people becoming increasingly lonely. And yet uh, we're seeing more and more people become irregular with attending community and, and church and, and actually belonging together. Well, why, why do you think even though loneliness is on the rise, church regularity or attending gathered worship or gathered community is, is also becoming rare, if that makes sense. Do you guys have any observations or insights into why that's happening? I think certainly in the UK, and I don't know what your lockdown laws were during the pandemic, but that um, every, we were locked down a lot in, in two years. And mm. so you, we got back to doing church we, online, and people did brilliantly they could do online. But I think post that, two years on, people sort of realised that, well, it's actually quite convenient. You just put on church while you have your breakfast or whatever it is, and um, you don't all on the way to do something else. And they've sort of filled their lives with different things. And I don't know whether it's less commitment or I don't know, but I think it's been harder to get people back into community. Mm. Uh, I suppose the pandemic scared people away from each other, and now we have to sort of encourage that you need people. It's not just good enough to be on a screen. The screen is great, but it's not the same thing. We did church for a long time on the screen. I remember the first time we walked into church afterwards thinking, oh, this, this is what it's about. The screen was amazing. We could connect, but this is what it's about. Yeah. This is mm. seeing people, being able to hug people, to pray for, with people. This is what it's all about. Yeah. And I think it's a, a mixture of that and the fact that um, the phone, um, social media is having a terrible effect on our younger generation. Well, younger and older. People can yeah. get anything you like from the phone. So you don't need to connect in the same way. But a phone won't satisfy your long-term needs. You may think uh -huh. you can get anything worship any relationship and also you can see what everybody is doing without talking to them but yeah it's, it's so not, true it's causing people i think a lot of anxiety is certainly causing teenagers a lot of anxiety um them to be able to see what everybody else is doing and thinking their world is better than yours but mm. we need to, it's very simple 
just to, to get back to getting to, to meet with one another. Jesus said, don't neglect meeting together. So I think we've got to encourage people back together again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's powerful. I mean, one of the, one of the other questions I have for you is, you know, Jesus in Matthew 9 would say, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And Alpha has been such an easy way to invite people into a low obstacle environment where they can be safe. But we still see Christians really struggling to share their faith. Well, why do you think it is that, that Christians struggle to, to share their faith with others? Well, why is it such a, a barrier for Christians to engage in those conversations? It, it's um, interesting, isn't it? Because... Um, I think it's become harder as in in the West, um, and by, by that I mean in the sort of um, uh, traditionally Christian countries, Europe, Australasia, America, uh, where secularization has taken such a hold. But the interesting thing is in the places where they're, they're actually persecuted, um, lit- really persecuted for their faith, they're not afraid to share their faith mm-hmm. in China and um, you know all, all kinds of places where where it should be much harder. They they are very bold. Um, I think it is hard. You know, it is hard to to. I mean, I'm not a natural evangelist. I mean, John Wimber had that word about me being an, an evangelist, but I don't think of myself as an evangelist because I. But um, I do want people. I I because I was an atheist. For, for you know the first part of my life I know mm. the difference I know that Jesus is the one who brings life in all its fullness and that there is a big difference between um, um, you know black and white television and color television uh, if you like there's a big difference between life before and life afterwards between yeah. water and wine there's a di- whatever analogy you like to use it's a it's a huge difference and therefore, I want to tell people. You know, I think mm. the most, the most loving thing that you can do for anyone is to tell them about Jesus. And the mm. greatest injustice in the world is the peop- is that there's so many people who've never heard um, about him. Uh, you know, there are many, many terrible injustices, but the greatest injustice is is not to have ever had the opportunity to hear the good news. So, um, and Alpha's a way that people like me who are not natural evangelists can say to people, uh, like, you know, on, on, on this, um, call, I, I'm not very good at it, but I was just having a cup of coffee um, while I was waiting for my bike to be repaired. And I started chatting to the barista who's from Brazil, and I vi- invited him to come and, to our Alpha. And to my amazement, he came. He's, he's gone back to Brazil now, but I think he wants to come back and he'll come back to Alpha. He loved it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it took quite a lot of, I, I dillied and dallied about, should I ask him, should I not? And then I did. And I just asked somebody, I've just written literally last night to someone who I haven't, I actually took his brother's funeral uh, in wow. in uh, 1990. Uh, his brother died in a motorcycle accident. He contacted me out of blue. Um about possibly doing, taking his father's funeral. So I said, you know, because I know he's not a, not a church girl, would you ever come on Alpha? And um, he said he'd love to. So, you know, 
I'm hoping he might come on Wednesday. I don't know whether he will or not, but I think it, it's it's an easier ask. Yeah. It's kind of hard, but it's an easier ask. Come and you know, come and have a meal, watch a video, and then we're going to sit around uh, with a group of friends and chat. Um, and and it's you know that and they say oh that sounds good and when they, and even that's a big barrier because they've got to go into your home. But once they walk in the door and you give them a glass of wine, if that's appropriate, sometimes it's not appropriate because they're at AA or whatever, But and then we wouldn't have any alcohol. But where it, with this particular group, they obviously, you know, they're bringing a bottle of wine, so they're, they obviously expect it. Um, um, and um, we just have a great evening. It's always a wonderful, fun evening, and um, they love it. One, one thing I wanted to ask you, Ask you, Nikki, is what, what's it like watching yourself 98 times in a row? Well, I don't like, because I, I so, so, um, the first, or the first, um, you know, I don't know how many 80 talks I was giving the talks, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. watching. Um, now with this particular course, we are watching the video and I go and do the washing up. Um, so I do the washing up while they're watching the video. I do the washing up and I make the coffee and I just time it so that when the video finishes, I appear with the, with the brownies, chocolate brownies and the coffee and the washing up's done and cleared. So I, sh- I should ask Pippa, Pippa, how do you go watching Nikki? I'm kidding. Time and time again. That would be, uh, nah, but I mean, I, I mean, I don't say this to, because I'm talking to you. I, I, did, I never get sick of Alpha. I don't know if it's the same with you guys having ridden the course and, um, but every time I watch Alpha, I've been a Christian for most of my life. And God's just, God just reminds you of stuff. God just brings stuff to mind. You're like, man, I, I forgot. I forgot that the beautiful simplicity and complexity of the truth. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure it's the same for you guys, but uh, for me, it's almost, we talk about it as our pastors, where we go, I can watch Alpha on repeat. It's, it's, it gets something every time, which is the beauty of it. That is a sign, um, Pastor Michael, of your spiritual maturity. Because <laughs> I'm, I, seriously, I've noticed this: the people who say, "Oh, I've, oh, I've," you know, I don't want to see it again. I know it. I, you know, I know it all. Um, don't know what they don't know. And the people, uh, we had one guy who he did it 15 times in a row. Very bright guy, been at Oxford. He was very successful in his business, been a lawyer and then a banker. Uh, had his own amazing created his own bank and done, but he, every talk he would come up to me um, and say, I saw something in the talk that I'd never seen before. And I think mm. that's an attitude of heart, which is always saying, what can I, what can I learn that's new rather than what do I, did I already know? And that's how you grow, you grow in your faith is by every time you hear a talk, what can I learn rather than, Oh, I know all this because you had one thing that you knew before, it, and yeah. that. But it is a sign of your spiritual maturity that that's the heart that you have. And also, I think people don't realize, and you know, many many people have been involved in developing the Alpha Talks. There are so many yeah. layers that, um, uh, and it's designed to look really simple so that the person outside of the church can um, grasp it. But of course, we've had to work with every part of the Catholic Church the Orthodox, the Pentecostal Salvation, to, to work and make it simple, but also to cover the things that they are concerned to cover, um, yeah. uh, but in a language that looks, it's sort of deceptively simple, um, but it's co- covering very complex issues. 
Um, and that's, and I think people who've been through it a lot and have, oh, so the people who are theologically educated usually enjoy it more in that sense, um, because they can see the the theology that's underneath it. Oh, um, yeah. And, and, the, comp- and the, comp- the complexity of the theology that is very hard to put into simple language. And, and it's not me, it's many, many people who've helped over the years to put it into a language and working with all the different parts of the church to come up with something that is kind of, can be used by all the different parts of the church. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm so appreciative uh, for the complexity that you've been made simple. And for me personally, I'm always scared when there are moments in my life when I hear the gospel preached and I remain unmoved. Because, um, yeah. you know, it's just a reminder. It's a reminder that I'm, I was brought from darkness into light. Yeah. And uh, I always know that it's a, good, it's a good red flag for me if there are moments when someone or I'm hearing the gospel presentation and, I'm, and I've grown cold. Um, that's just, it's a good sign for me. Um, I want to I wanna move on a go. Sorry. I want to just move now um, to to a bit of a different topic. One of the other things that um, I'm so thankful for what you've given to the global church is the Bible in one year. And not only have you you know pioneered uh, these new versions of Alpha, I know many people have gone into filming it, but but you both have sacrificed so much to make it work. But uh, you turn on this app and here you have Nikki Gumbel reading through the Bible and devotioning and then you know, a, a word with Pippa at the end. And it's, it's, it's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's massive. Um, why, why Alpha and the Bible in one year? How, how come the Bible and reading through it in a year was such a central resource for you guys to develop? <laughs> um. I, I think at the time we were thinking that uh, it would be nice to get the whole church to read the same bit of the Bible together. That was one thought. Um, and someone had given us, they'd already done the Bible in one year and put the passages in different, in that order. So you for January, a Psalm, a New Testament, a bit of Old Testament. And Nikki had been reading that for some time. And then I think we, we thought it would be great for everybody to do and to put out um, comments. And I think we sort of didn't really realise what was happening. And so we started with that and then it became quite a big thing. And it can only have been the spirit of God because then really, I mean, you were, Nicky worked so hard. He'd get up whenever to so that he had at least two hours to work every day, including Christmas Day, <laughs> um, on it. And if we were going on um, a on a on a flight. a flight somewhere, and we had to get up at five, he'd get up at three and do it. And I was, can't you do it on the flight? But I think it can only have been the spirit of God that that sort of drove that. The forward. Also, Nikki became a Christian by reading the Bible, and you know, and you know that that is important. And we've seen with interest, having done many alphas, that um, that people who quite often download the app, and when they start reading the Bible, all sorts of things start to open their eyes that they've. Most people are pretty biblically illiterate these days, and they don't really. Anybody is. 
And then when you see them reading things that, oh, you know, I didn't know it said that or this and who was this, and see that the Spirit of God starts to speak to them. And, yes, you've got the course, but what are they going to do afterwards? What's going to keep them going for the long haul? And it's definitely the Word of God. And if that helps in some way, then that's absolutely wonderful. We want you know, people to find, because the Bible isn't easy. Lots of people have said they've tried reading it. And I, you know, you can so easily get bogged down in Leviticus or, you know, anywhere. And to have to have a resource, any resource really that helps in some way, I think is good, really. And it became, a, it was really a joke that I added my Pippa ads to start off with. It was, oh, I want to say something. And then it stuck and somebody said, oh, you've got to do it. Someone said, call it Pippa ads. And and that's how that sort of stayed at the end. Yeah, so what happened was that um, someone in our small group in 2006, um, wow. a guy came on the course um, and he had a powerful experience at the weekend. Um, he's Palestinian by background, very successful guy, very intelligent. Um, and he said, I'm really struggling to read the Bible. And I've tried all these things. I can't find anything. Could you help me? So I said, yeah, well, we will, I'll send you my notes every day. Um, and then I thought, as Pip said, well, we thought we'd get the whole church doing it. Um, and so that's how it started. And the first year I found a theme for the three passages. And then um, each year we'd add something. And, and each year since then, I think it's on the 14th year now, each year. So now I'm working on the express version. This is, I think, the third year working on an express version. Because I think for some people, 25 minutes, which is how long it takes to do Psalm or Proverb, New Testament, Old Testament, is too long. And most people do the whole thing. But for some people, uh, and also some of the Old Testament passages are very long um, numbers and, and slightly so so it's a short we do I've done a shortened version in 15 minutes which is basically the, the whole of the commentary most of the psalm most of the New Testament but often quite a shortened version of the Old Testament um, and we did a we've done a youth version uh, and then they're all the different languages you can get it in Chinese or Arabic or whatever um, and then we, and then I've used Instagram to try and uh, give people a verse for the day or a thought for the day. Uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook, they can pick it up on. Um, and just, so people can do either a very, very short version, which is the just the thought for the day and the verse for the day and a prayer for the day, or they can do the express version, or they can do the the full fat non decaffeinated version, which Come is on. the. Come on! <laughs> so I did it. I did it this morning. That's um, this is I've, this is a new, new version. I've got a bit. Um, I'm working on. So I I do it every. I still do it every day. So I was going to ask that. Do you guys like? Was there a moment you graduate from reading the Bible every day or reading the Bible in a year? But you're you're still doing it. I'm still doing it. Yeah, yeah I'm still doing it. I still listen to it. I don't know really why, but it's sort of become my comfort. <laughs> um, <laughs> Slightly, slightly restrained listening to Nikki every day, but um, no, I, I find it. I, I, I just it still feeds my soul. There's always, as you say, there's always something. There's always something. Nikki, we have it on camera and video right now that she said it's slightly strange listening to you every day. So just saying, I can send you that clip if it would ever be helpful for future conversations at the next Alpha Marriage Course. Or, if, um, if I had a dollar, an Australian dollar. For every person who said to me, 
Oh, you know, I love the Bible in one year, although I don't actually really listen to your comments. I just go straight down to the paper ads. Uh, no. If I I had a dollar for everyone who said that to me, I would be a wealthy man. And if I had another dollar for everyone who said to me, do you know, I love the Bible in one year. It's forgetting to sleep. (laughs) Even babies, apparently, if you put it on, they'll they'll go to sleep. So don't people say the most helpful things, right? It's like when people come up to you, they go, you look really tired. I'm like, no one ever wants to hear that. Like whoever wants to hear you look really tired, right? It's, it's bizarre. You know, one, one of the questions I have for you, and maybe it's just me, uh, but have you ever found reading the Bible dry and like a season where it's just, you know, like you're leaning in and it's just not the same. And what do you, what do, you do when reading the Bible isn't, a well of life in that in a moment for you guys. Yeah, no, I think that definitely there are times that's harder than other times, and um, I think you have to you just have to be obedient and keep going. But perhaps make it shorter, listen to less, try and find you know one verse to listen to that day, and not to beat yourself up if you're struggling with some long passage. And um, just take something much shorter and just to hold on to that. But to try and keep going, because I feel it is like food. If we don't read the Bible at all, it's like not eating for the day and that actually you will run down and tired and not well. And therefore, to try and keep going, hearing or reading the word of God every day, even if at times you do think, oh, I don't really understand that, or that's rather obscure, or or it's not really speaking to me. I think you just take that. But also to listen out for other people, because you feed off other people's enthusiasm often um, when somebody um, else says, oh, that verse spoke to me. And that. I think sometimes you need other people to, to encourage you through the difficult times. I think there just will be difficult, difficult times yeah. where you feel it's not really speaking to me and I feel it's a bit dry, but yeah. keep going. Yeah, I think that's, and uh, yes, and we're part of a connect group as well. Um, and um, last Tuesday we met and um, someone gave the most amazing thought on the nine instances in the, in, in the Gospels where Jesus was really pleased with someone. Um, <laughs> And it was just fascinating. Uh, you know, another time, people uh, there are, he could only find nine in the Gospels, but they, but you know, where Jesus was like really excited. I, I've never seen such faith. Wow, you know, you're um, and um, the centurion, the yeah. woman. Uh, you know, it was just quite interesting. Amazed, but, by but it faith. really fed our soul. It yeah, was like five a, minutes. Yeah. His thought. Uh, or maybe seven minutes, but it uh, doing nine nine verses and saying something about each one of them. But it really fed our souls, and I've been thinking about it ever since. And that's just um, mm. listening to one another um, and so hearing so important. Yeah, and then you know when uh, at church last uh, we go now to um, Wilberforce's ch- uh, a church plant at the end of our road, which was actually Wilberforce. Wilberforce's uh, William Wilberforce's church. And again, you you hear the talk, you hear the sermon on lamentations, um, and um, but it feeds your soul. Um, and I think the word of God, uh, Jesus said, people can't live on bread alone. 
you can't live on material things alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what wow. feeds our, our inner soul. There's a People often say, I feel a bit of an emptiness, a bit of a void. Um, and um, that void is filled by spiritual food. We're created for relationship with, with Jesus. And the way we the way we feed that inner that deep inner spiritual hunger, Jesus says, is through every word that proceeds from the mm. mouth of God. And that's um, this is how we listen to every word that proceeds from Amen. the mouth of God, Amen. and we feed our souls. Amen. I, I appreciate that. I agree. I actually, the first time I read through the Bible was in a small group. A bunch of guys got together and we weren't really reading it. And we said, why don't we do it together? And we persevered through Numbers. We persevered through Chronicles, first and second. And, and then we got to the Gospels and we were, you know, delighted by Jesus, weirded out by Revelation. And, and it, was, it was a bunch of guys just trying to not be the one that chickened out, you know. And, 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 but at the end of it, it we, our, our life was changed. I, I really resonate with that like making it a discipline a duty that becomes a delight but doing it together and seeing what God says in community um, I really agree and you know one of the things um, I mean just to, to finish and cap off that if people are interested in that they should definitely go to Bible in one year uh, research it download the app I know so many people in our church and in our community have been blessed by it and just the resource I would just say thank you for being prompted and, and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit what, what I love about your story is how many things were like accidental and, and it was actually the Holy Spirit prompting and moving and it just reminds us that you know we make the best plans and then the Holy Spirit comes along by a traveling evangelist or you know a guy from uh, Pakistan wanting a Bible study and and suddenly he takes a small meager thing and and can transform the world um, and, and that's just beautiful you know as we as we uh, as our time together comes to a bit of a close Nikki and Pippa I've been a pastor for a while now it's about my 11th year and uh, there's, there's really a year that goes by without a headline about Christians. Um, I have many people in my world, close friends, who were my heroes and are no longer following Jesus. Uh, there are many leaders that I emulated and now, uh, you know, there's been some significant character questions and concerns. And I'm delighted to know there's, there's, there's not a podcast, you know, the real lives of Nikki and Pippa Gumbel, you know. Um, but, but there's this sense where you guys have run a race. You've stepped back from leadership. You've, you've served the, the church and the global church for a while. What, what does it mean for you to finish this race well? What has it meant for you to come to an end of time without scandal, without disreport, but also more than that, what has it meant for you guys to persevere in the faith? And, and, and what has that looked like? Well, as you say, it's such a tragedy, isn't it? I, I agree mm. when there are some heroes that, or, you know, friends that, that we know, know mm. of that have, in some way have failed. And it's so disappointing and so sad. And I suppose the enemy rubs his hands in glee because he's taken someone down. And, you know, those who think they stand take heed lest they fall. Yeah. And I think, you know, we all feel that we could get it wrong tomorrow or today. Mm. And, Amen. Uh, you know, that we are in the hands of God mm -hmm. to finish this race well. 
And um, I think we were very blessed. The, our senior pastor, who we still meet with um, and pray with, and Nikki and Silla, who do all the marriage, marriage stuff, marriage courses, we still meet together and pray once a week. We had wonderful role models, wonderful friends that we meet with. And that, I think, makes a huge difference. In fact, we just met with them. Yeah, just yeah. literally, we had to come up half an hour early because of this podcast. Yeah, we meet and pray. Every I'm Monday. sorry. Are we doing really? No, but I mean, Sandy and Annette Miller, who was the before he's, you know, he Sandy and Annette were the previous pastors of senior pastors of HTB, and we still meet with them every week. Prayer meeting on Monday morning. He's in morning. his eighties. He's yeah. in his eighties. Jeremy and um, we're probably the. We've been married forty five years, and we're the newlyweds on the on the on the um, on the call, practically. Um, but um, Nikki and Silla Lee, who run the marriage course. And um, Archie Coates, who's the now the new new senior pastor of HTB, and we pray for one another because um, it's it's tough. You know, as Pip says, every time you just feel so um, sad, but at the same time, as Pip says, let whoever thinks they stand take heed. I, I you don't never take it for granted. There are three S's. Most of the time, I think as a pastor, you'll know this, Pastor Mike, you want to be on the, it's like, to use a cricketing analogy for the, um, you want to be attacking. Um, it's going to be an interesting ashes, but one of the things that, that England have just won their 10th, their ten, I don't want to get controversial, but just I think their, people are switching off right now as you're talking. <laughs> uh, England have just won their 10th uh, test match out of 11 test matches. They've yeah. gone on the attack. And I think that's a lesson in that for us. Uh, you know, most of our ministry needs to be on the attack. Um, it needs to be out there evangelizing, feeding the hungry, uh, dealing with issues of justice, racial injustice, all these issues of justice um, that we need to fight, poverty, disease, uh, getting the good news out. That's, that's what it, the role is. That's where we need to be focused. But you need an occasional defensive shot as well. There's some balls that you can't hit the six um, and you've got it. And, and there are three S's that we want, uh, which are to switch the, the analogy, holes below the waterline, um, mm. things that can mess up your ministry. I call them sickness, schism and scandal. Um, and sickness, you know, there's nothing. And Pips has had lung cancer, not because she smoked, um, but just it's just one of those things. Um, and but you but you can do your best, you know, you can try and get enough sleep and eat well and, and get exercise and um, and not not put into your body things that are bad for your body, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, you know, that's not it's no one's fault if they get ill, but we can do our best because sickness will take you out of the ministry. Um, um, schism will down, you know, if the church splits. That is does absolutely massive damage to anyone's ministry, um, and that's something you have to. Again, you know, we're just in the Lord's hands because it can happen. Um, you know, something can, but you can do your best to keep the leadership team really close. But even Jesus had someone who let him down and um, uh, and um, was schismatic mm. in that sense. So, so you can't, you can't, but you. Could, that's why. We should never think. Oh, we've made it. We haven't made it. Um, we, you know, hopefully now we're on a ten-year vision for twenty thirty-three to get Alpha to everyone 
um, um, make alpha available to everyone on the planet by 2033. But, you know, that's another 10 years. But, you know, even after you're dead, things can emerge. So you, you never made it. There's no point. We've always got to be careful. So sickness, uh, schism, and then scandal. And, it, you know, again, you, you, we are totally in the Lord's hands. We can do our best to avoid scandals that you never know when you're going to be falsely accused you never know when all these kind of things are going to happen um mm. you've just got that but I, I, rick warren always says live in such a way that the people have to make if people want to to um you know attack you they need to make it up um and but you can't avoid that happening people will make things up um so we've we just have to you know pray um do our best, stay close to Jesus, do our best to avoid those three S's. Be accountable. Be accountable to have our people around you um, that are accountable. And um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I I I don't take it for granted. You know, I never think we've made it, you know, we've done it. We we haven't, we've got a long way to go. And you know that in it takes you know a whole lifetime to build. But it, you can the whole thing can crash in five seconds if you, you make the wrong choice. So we just have to be on our guard all the time. Yeah, I agree. Friends, it has been such an honor to talk to you. I you've been very generous with your time. And I and I'd just say uh, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but I believe words of life are so valuable. Um, your, your ministry has been a gift to our church, the global church, but I just say selfishly to my life. Um, even, even attending Alpha Conference uh, all those years ago, uh, it, it changed my life. It impacted me. And, and I would just say thank you that there, you, you've laid your lives down in the soil. You've died to yourself and God has produced fruit. Um, and so I pray that uh, one thing that stands out for me from what you've just said, I'm praying to make sure that I have Sandy and Annette Millers, that I have Nikki and Silla Lees in my life. And, and who are the people that I meet with that call me out? They call me out for the things that, 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 that I need to be called out for and pray for me out of love and, and care. I think that's so valuable. But I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today, for, for interrupting uh, what is in Nikki's mind a warm English day. Um, but, you know, that's, that's fine. That'd be bizarre for all Australians. But I just really appreciate your time. And um, I genuinely feel like our people will, will just have one step further to become more like Jesus today because of what you've shared with us. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Thank and you so much. Lord, we pray your blessing on Pastor Michael on New Life Church. Mm. Uh, we pray for an outpouring mm. of your Holy Spirit uh, on the church. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor Michael. Thank you for this wonderful, wonderful church. Mm. And we pray that you will bless the church beyond anything they could ask or even imagine. In Jesus' name, mm. Amen. 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 Thank you, friends. You've been amazing. God bless. Much love. God bless. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to leave this in. Definitely. Because clearly we didn't just record Nikki and Pippa. But but if that was the next moment after the interview, that would have been your reaction. It truly, like, I I think I was almost in tears. I was seriously almost in tears. It was a a special moment when we were interviewing them. It was the first time we used our set. Yeah, um, as well, which is oh, it was great. And you actually did really well in the interview. Uh, it was pretty nerve wracking. Uh, it's very nerve wracking because I. It was one of those times where you sit there and you have to pinch yourself, and be like, "This is Nikki and Pippa," but then real? you're like, 
they're just like this old English couple. I know. And you know, during their tea, they, they so left cute. before the interview, and they went and filled up their plastic sport water I know. bottles. They're such uh, goals. What did you love? What stood out to you? Oh, oh gosh, everything. I I think for me, I didn't grow up seeing a healthy relationship. Mm. So, and I'm not sure whether other people can relate to this, but so when you don't grow up with seeing a healthy relationship, what does a relationship God look like? Wow. How do you communicate with God? Yeah. How do you spend time with God? Mm. Um, and they just break it down so easily. And, you know, relationships rely on great communication and your faith is really carried in community as well. And, you know, you guys spoke about that in that interview about there is an epidemic of people that don't come into community, community yeah, the anymore. the epidemic. Yeah. It's, it's rife. Yeah, with actually, technology and everything. It kills people faster than smoking a packet of cigarettes a day. No loneliness. way. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Wow, that's sad. So, yeah, I love how they highlighted the importance of community and coming all together um, and just communicating with God and sitting in that Holy Spirit. And, yeah, how about yourself? Uh, now, two things I'd say. We stopped recording and then the conversation got brilliant. Oh. Right, and I was I was <laughs> grieved that we that, that we weren't able to share that part. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they, we just started to talk to him. How do you do effective evangelism? How do you run Alpha? Oh, and yes. he just came alive. He's like, you have to listen to me. When I, you know, it was beautiful. We were laughing, carrying He's on. He's so funny. Besides the fact we don't have that to release, uh, I think for me, just the genuine, like it just seems so like natural. There wasn't this sense, you know, I just wake up and spent time with Jesus and, and he was saying this and so I did this. And, um, and even how the, the year in a Bible project came about. Yeah. And, and just, just how, it sounds weird, but how common it was. Totally. And how unspiritual it sounded. And then you look at it and you're like, this personal moment with Nikki and just the discipleship resource he was doing for this other person. I love that he's done that. Got multiplied. Yeah. And now all around the world, my mum reads it. We have all these people in our church that read it and their faith has been... And you just realise, mate, you don't know what God's going to do with your ordinary moments. No. You know, just the, the, just the moments where you're just following Him mm. and just doing the next step. And I even think they made evangelism sound like, you know, just super practical. Just how do you share your faith? Why don't we share our faith? I mean, I get scared sometimes because I'm like... Why? Well... He's an unbeliever. I'm like, I don't want to scare them away with being like, there's a Holy Spirit and God's speaking through me right now to you to like step yeah, I mean, into I definitely faith. want to start with either of those two oh, things. Oh, no? Maybe. Okay, yeah. well, all right. Okay. Walk up to someone you don't know. Hey, there's a Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you a calendar invite to the church just like for next Sunday. So yeah. just make sure you come to that. Um, but yeah, they, they do talk about how it just has to be casual. Yeah. And it's actually such a blessing telling people about God yeah. and you don't have to overcomplicate it and overthink it. Yeah, I always have to remind myself, I'm not trying to convince people or tell them about a scam. No, no. I, I'm just, I'm actually trying to live out what's been real for me mm. and then tell them about something. Like, you know, when I, when I meet someone, one of the first things I tell them is, is about my wife. Mm. My wife, because I love her. She's beautiful. You know, my wife, Sarah, is just, she's awesome. She's my favourite hand. You, you don't have to convince me <laughs> to tell people about Sarah. Absolutely. I heard that, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I often forget how much we don't do that with Jesus. Mm. Because we treat him as if he's this weird, freaky dude. Like God's, God is the most precious thing in my life. Mm. 
And if I talked about him that like that and, 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 and just actually told people, they don't have to like Sarah, but they need to know that I love her. Mm. You know, people don't have to like God, but it might bless them to know that, hey, I, I have someone, I have a, I have a God mm. who is far better than you could ever imagine. Mm. And, and it's, not, it's not Bible bashing. It's actually welcoming people into a narrative and a story that should bless them. Totally. So, yeah, it's beautiful. What do you, what do you hope people will get out of today's episode, Jess? Uh, I just... I hope that they can truly believe that they can spread the word of God, but take that pressure off their shoulders a little bit and know that it's within God's power um, to transform someone's heart and to step into faith. And the best thing that you can do is, like you said, like share your testimony, um, share that you're a child of faith, but take that pressure off and know that you know, God is working within them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also thought one of the best parts, segue, of the interview was asking how did Nikki and Pippa go watching him on the screen over and over and over again? I don't and know, he's I like, couldn't do that. Right? And, and Nikki's, and, and Pippa's that. fine, kind of, but Nikki has to go into the kitchen do the washing up so he doesn't watch himself every week. And I'm like, so oh, funny. What, are, what are they at? 95 alphas now. 95, That's amazing. was it? That's, That's amazing. phenomenal. Actually, you asked a great question at the end too about... Um, long-serving faith yeah. about how to do that and do that well. Yeah. How, what do you get from that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we even do a podcast on this with someone but because I've been, I've been doing ministry now for 11 years. Yeah, wow. And been a Christian for longer than that. And mm. I, there's not been many years gone by where a hero of the faith or someone I love and respect hasn't, you know, uh, gone wayward on their journey. Mm. And I just wanted to know how come that that hadn't happened for them. Totally. And I think what they said, you know, deep community. Absolutely. People who they meet with weekly, who know them. So Who important. they ask the right questions of. So important. And who ask questions of them. I'm like, man, we've got to fight for that more. Yeah. That's discipleship. Yeah. In fact, maybe it's a good note to finish on. Yeah. Friends, if there's, if there's a big takeaway from today, it's not only evangelism, it's not only about reading the Bible, but who are you doing life with? Who are the Christians who you are letting you call them out but who you allow to call you out, to actually challenge you, speak truth into you and convict you. I think we all need that. Yeah. I, mean, I know you have it. I, I definitely have it, but yeah. I, it's almost like, oh, I need to make that more regular. Totally. Yeah, in my yeah. life. So. Who is your community? Yeah, it's a great question. And we hope that you find a local church um, to find that community. And if it's New Life, uh, we, we are so blessed to have you with us. Hey, if you have any questions from the podcast or want to get in touch with us, you can contact us at podcast at church.nu. If this blessed you in any way, we'd love you to leave a review, like, share and subscribe. It's just, it's just a way that this podcast can actually reach more people, particularly sharing, sharing it with someone that you love and someone that uh, might be blessed with it. And we pray that this has been helpful on your discipleship journey of becoming more like Jesus. Hey, we'll see you next time, friends. See you, friends. Thanks for listening. We hope we passed on some valuable knowledge on how you can become and lead a life more like Jesus. If this message inspired you, please make sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss a single podcast or share it with a friend. And for more information and resources on what we discussed today, please visit church.nu slash becoming. See you next time and God bless.